All right, it's that time again for Beards and Bros podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're happy to have you here. I am one of the three fantastic hosts of Beards and Bros podcast. My name is Tim Rando, and uh, joining us will be Jude and Joe. I'm not sure if they want me to use their last name, so I'm going to hesitate on that. But <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. But uh, either way, uh, we're excited to have you here today. Um, we're going to be covering a pretty touchy subject, uh, mental health, and in general, as well as the, the effects that uh, Simone Biles is having currently on the nation and how they're talking about her situation. And uh, we're going to share our opinions on it and our experiences as well. I think you'll find that our conversations are candid and that we are honest and um, we're not afraid to share our opinion as well as our experiences. So I hope you enjoy it. This one will also be broken down into two separate episodes because, man, when we get talking, we get talking. So this is going to be part one. And, uh, you know, next Friday or the following week when we release, which is usually on a Friday, you will get part two as well. So, uh, I hope you enjoy and, uh, let's take it away. All right. So (laughs) mental health and, uh, how it wraps in with Simone Biles and her, uh, Olympic run this year. So I think, feel like this one's going to be, or Or like there. Yeah. I feel like this is going to, this could, uh, this could be some pain points for some people, you know? So I'm kind of interested to see your, and hear your thoughts uh, about this issue. Before we start, uh, yeah, with, uh, with the whole mental health thing, I just wanted to cover this real quick for anybody listening, thinks that they have some issues or that they need to talk to somebody, uh, the national suicide prevention hotline. Uh, We're going to go ahead and give you the number here. It's 1-800-237-8255. Uh, there is somebody that will answer that 24 hours a day. So if you're dealing with anything or if you just feel like you need to talk to somebody, uh, again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. I just wanted to cover that real quick and we'll give it at the end us as well. So just something kind of important. Good call out. Um, and if it's, if it's someone that, uh, we know on a personal level, reach out, man, that's what the, that's what friends are for. And we're here to listen and, uh, you know, even if we're not friends, if you want to email us, send us a, something, we'll, we'll more than happily, you know, talk it out, you know, uh, every life is precious. And, uh, I, I full, whole wholeheartedly believe in the, uh, the message that uh, you just gave and, uh, we will be hopefully portraying throughout this podcast. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All I right. know we all have busy lives and a lot of things going on, but I am never, ever going to be too busy to help a friend in, in, going through a crisis or it just needs a little bit of my time just to you know get something off the chest or you know whatever so uh, I just wanted to reiterate that like anybody who's out there listening struggling ever don't hesitate to reach out so absolutely okay well shall we get started absolutely um so where do you I mean this is a touchy subject you know, last last subject we had was, you know, kind of lighthearted, funny. We, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we talked about the Beatles. This does not go inside with each other, the whole mental health thing or anything. Timmy's okay. I'll <laughs> let everybody know. 
I'm recovering uh, slowly, but it's a process, you know? <laughs> right, it's a process. So um, it's kind of a touchy subject, you know, with a lot of people. Um, I know myself, um, I've had some of the, um, some friends deal with this. I've lost some friends because of this. Uh, it's never easy. Um, a friend of mine that I went to school with, actually, um, I talked to him two days um, before he committed suicide and uh, that was rough. I mean, it was real rough because when I talked to him, I just asked him how he was doing and he told me fine. Um, he had just lost his mom. Um, they had a pretty bad relationship, but they were mending it. Uh, and that's kind of what kind of pushed him over the edge. Um, and like I said, I just reached out. All I did was just reach out. And sometimes that's all you need to do you know, reach out just to let them know that, you know, hey, I'm here for you or stuff like that. And I did that. Um, however, he told me, everything's fine, brother, doing good. You know, and it, two days later, he was gone, you know, so he might have been fine that day, but something happened, you know, and it's, it's a touchy subject and the way that people handle it, you know, is different. So you, you, you have to know where that fine line is and, you know, how do you determine that? You really don't. No. Um, everybody's different. So. And I want to, I, I think it's good also to take time to, at least on my behalf, I want to apologize ahead of time to anybody listening at any point in time. If I say something, you know, uh, that offends you or, or, you know, indirectly relates to something that you're going through. And, you know, we're not poking fun at any of this. You know, like you said, it's a very serious issue. You know, I I just want everybody to know that, I, you know, if I speak out of term or, or you know, if I misspeak at any time or I upset or offend anybody, I, I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't say that I am extremely educated in this subject as far as, um, a lot of experience, uh, you know, with friends. I mean, I've obviously coworkers, friends here and there. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not in tune to it a little bit. You know, I get, I get it. It's just hard sometimes for me. So like this part for me talking this out, I think is going to be a good experience because I'm probably going to learn some things from you guys that I may not have had that experience with and become a little more, empathetic to those who maybe struggle in that department and I don't see it because I I don't know what the signs are to look for you know um I'm sure we I know we all have friends obviously uh that have had these issues and and more and more as I get older I realize now and and you know being more familiar with some of the signs what's a that I kind of go back and like oh my god I didn't notice that like yeah that's definitely something that was going on I mean, there's a lot, the obvious stuff, you know, when it gets to substance abuse and, and things like that, where, you know, just self-destruction in nature, you know, that's, those are obvious things, but there's little things that sometimes you just don't catch, you don't see. So uh, I'm interested to kind of hear this, hear this out a little bit and learn a little bit of something as well as hopefully spread the word a little, you know, for our listeners and for people who just want to want to see what we're about. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like you said, Timmy, you know, seeing the signs or anything like that, and they're different. They are very different. Uh, if you get a chance, um, look up 
last photo of Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. suicide. It's with him, his wife, and his children. And he has a smile from ear to ear on his face. And then he was gone, I think, a few days later. You know, everybody's like, well, the face, the face of mental health, the face of mental health could be a smile for all you know. Yeah. You know, it's it they're, they're not they don't wear a sign. You know, they, they don't wear a sign. They don't they're not going to come right out and tell you, hey, I uh, I have mental health issues and I'm thinking of committing suicide. Some people do. Some mm -hmm. people do, by all means. But there are there are many out there who you'd never know. You never know are dealing with things. And, and I, I think I hear them to a lot, of, a lot of the time as the silent sufferers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying, you you know, you see these people every day. It's kind of like Robin Williams. Nobody knew anything was wrong with him, you know, because to look at him, you'd never be able to tell that this guy's having serious mental health struggles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so let's let let's before we get into you know some of our own personal things because I mean, I uh, I actually just got a text message from my wife and she said if you'd like you can talk about uh, my wife has has dealt with anxiety and depression, um, you know herself and, and and you know before we get into some of our personal you know situations let's let's just start let's start with this Simone Biles stuff uh, because that's that's in the news right now everybody's talking about it. Um, me personally, uh, looking at the whole Simone Biles situation, um, she's a hero. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100% is a hero. Um, and, and my, my reasoning for that is because she, she right now, as much as people, some people disagree, some people agree. She is the face of the United States Olympic team going into the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, the pressure on her is immense. The pressure is there that you need to win every single medal gold that you can. Um, and the Olympic Committee said, we're going to score you differently because you're so good. Last I looked... Wait, what? I yeah, yes. Fine. The, the Olympic Committee had said um, that they're going to score her differently because she is so good and that she is so far advanced above the other people that she was competing with that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't fair to the other competitors that she was so good. They told they told her that going into the Olympics. Last I looked, the Olympics was because of athletic competition. Mm -hmm. And it was, you go there, you compete to the best of your ability, better than these other countries, in order to get that gold medal or get that silver, or get that bronze. So that would be like me saying, hey, so for every time LeBron James – or Michael Jordan, let's say Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, because I consider Michael Jordan the greatest of all time, mm -hmm. period, end of discussion. We'll talk about that later. Let's just <laughs> say that the, uh, yeah, I know, yeah. Let's just say that the NBA comes out and goes, hey, Mike, you know, because you're so good, um, if you score within the three-point range, we're only going to give you one point 
And if you score outside of the three-point range, we're only going to give you two points because, buddy, you're you're better than everybody out on the field, you know. Or it's like with Tiger Woods. Say Tiger Woods is out there, and they go, "Hey, Tiger." So for this competition, you're pretty much better than everybody out here. So par fives for you are going to be par threes now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is going to have a par five, but you, buddy, you're going to be a par three, and people would be up in arms. Yeah, about it. What's different? You know, Simone Biles, here you have Simone Biles, this 24-year-old girl who literally has four gymnastics moves named after her. And she goes to the Olympics, and the Olympics goes, yeah, you're too good. On top of all the other pressure that she had, what's that do for your mental health, you know, going in? Because now you're thinking in the back of your mind, I can't do this stuff, or I have to advance the stuff I was doing that I thought was hard for everybody to do. And it was And the Olympic committee committee admitted to that. But now she's going in going, what do I have to do? Cause there's already pressure on me to win a gold medal. Mm-hmm. Now they're telling me that even though I'm competing, I have to compete harder now because they're going to judge me differently. Doesn't make sense. No, no, I agree. I mean, that, you know, to think about all the other Olympic greats that have been out there and it, I'm not like trying to tout the United States, but we typically do very well in the Olympics. We're in the lead with medals right now. I think 59 to China's 51, which they have us a little bit on gold medals, but you know, and, and that was earlier today. So who knows what it's at now, but I'll um, look it up, Jimmy. there you go. Yeah. Fact check me. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, how many others like Michael Phelps, right? That dude dominated in the pool. Did they change the rules for him? So are these things that we just didn't know were happening and now, this is kind of breaking that open for, but I agree that she is brave for stepping up and saying, Hey, I, I can't do this anymore. This is my, my personal sanity is far more important than some more gold medals. There's other people. It's their time to step up. Now I'm going to go opposite end of this real quick, just to kind of throw out why maybe others feel differently. You make a commitment, you fulfill that commitment. Things get hard. They understand that. However, <laughs> she took a spot for somebody who could have went in her place. Luckily, they have backups, which is exactly what happened. There's a, a girl that uh, ended up taking her place kind of as she was literally about to get on the plane to go home. They called her back and was like, no, you're going you're gonna to fill in. So good thing they have like a reserve, but to me, it's just like, I get that part of it, but I don't 100% agree with it because I feel like I agree with her sanity is far more important. You know, four, five, or four years now from until the next, you know, Summer Olympics, they'll talk about her because she probably would have retired after this point. You know, even though she's not old by any means, but by gymnast means, you know, she is. She's 24, I think. And I mean, she's 24, but yeah. With what you were saying to me about, you know, they'll be talking to her about her up until the next Olympics. I disagree. I think that after the Olympics are over, that'll be it. Yeah. I mean, I think she could. The ratings for the Olympics right now suck. Yeah. No one's watching. But here's the thing. You have all these people commenting on what's going on in the Olympics. And I bet not half of them have even watched it. Yeah. Not half of them. 
I was watching fencing this morning. It was strange, but anyway, <laughs> watch curling. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Another, another thing I think you have to take into account. Uh, <clears throat> I was doing a little prep for the episode last night, and I didn't know that. I guess their team there was some sexual victimization happening there with a former team coach or whoever it was. Team physician, uh, yeah, Nasser. And you know, you got to think that's way in honor too. You know, mm-hmm. something like that doesn't just something happens to you like that. That doesn't go away. Right. You know, that's 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 a trauma for her, and, and unfortunately, everybody else involved. Uh, so I think that, along with, and she hasn't gone public, which I also respect, with details mm-hmm. about what exactly she is struggling with just that she's having some mental health struggles so whatever it is that she's dealing with who's to say i think coupled with you know the sexual uh harassment assault whatever thing and i also read that during her first performance there she she admitted to having i guess what what people in the the sport called the twisties or she got lost in the air and it threw her all off and Mm -hmm. you know uh i guess it's a it's a common thing that happens to people that have been that have been doing it for a really long time that have been doing the sport uh years and years and years and then they just all of a sudden forget how to move you know in the air and i guess it's a really hard thing to recover from just you know i'm just going on what i've like again what i've read uh, but I think all of that mixed in together, you know, if anything else, she should be applauded for coming out, you know, and saying, I'm not able to compete right now to the best of my ability. You know, I've got some shit going on and I know that if I, I yeah, I can come out here and, and compete, but it's not going to be my best. Uh, it's going to be taking a spot from somebody that could be out here competing, you know, at their best, at their highest mm-hmm. level. And I'm not able to do that right now because my mental health is important and I got some shit I need to take care of. That's awesome. You know, there's and, such a stigma attached to mental health or there has been. And, and the more often people, and especially with the platform that she has, you know, and, and the people that she's able to reach, the more often people with mental health struggles are, are coming out about this publicly and speaking about it, it, it takes away that stigma. And I think that needs to keep happening. So I applaud the shit out of her. Pardon my friends. Yeah, and I think the thing is, too, with with having that condition called the twisties, she could have got severely injured, you know, and and no one no one wants to go out there and go, yeah, man, I'm not 100% into this. I could severely hurt myself and my career. And I know there's going to be, be people out there going, well, she's going to retire from Olympic competition anyway. Oh, Yes, she is. But however, she's 24 years old. She can be a coach and show others how to do this stuff. If she gets severely injured like that, that's gone. You know, and you know, people go, well, forget about the career. You know, she goes out there and injures herself seriously, she could wind up paralyzed, you know, or or you know, quality of life seriously diminished for for the rest of it. And that's more important. Mm -hmm. You know. And the thing is, the thing is, too, there's a lot of people going, well, she took somebody's spot. Okay, she, she, she took her spot. 
you know, she had her spot and mm -hmm. up until what happened at the Olympics where she was competing and went, can't do this anymore. So did she take somebody's spot? I, yeah, she did, but it was her spot before anybody else, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's not like, it's not like somebody couldn't compete in her place. Suni Lee won the mm -hmm. all around individual. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, there was, oh, well, well, we're, we're crap now. They, they had competitors on there who competed there. Everybody's on that team to compete to win. Right. You know, and, and Simone dropped out. And one of the reasons why she said she dropped out was number one, because of her mental health, but also I don't want to damage the team's chances of getting a medal, mm -hmm. you know? So did she take somebody's spot? Okay. Yeah. You can say that. However, she made a decision based on the team. Not you know, everybody's like, well, she's being selfish. No, she's not. Right. She thought of the team and the team still medaled. And Suni Lee won the all around, which congratulations, you know, and, and, and she's, she's a great competitor for getting out there. And you got to think of it this way too. The pressure that was on Suni Lee to compete in the mm -hmm. all around, you know, because she wasn't expected to win a gold medal in the all around. And then she goes out there, she competes her butt off and wins the gold medal like congratulations you know that's that's a that's a huge feat in itself yeah so yeah. I, you know and here's the difference i think between when we talk about an athlete who suffers an injury and mental health people can see the injury where they don't necessarily see the mental health so i think they don't understand that it can have the same well, I don't want to say the same, obviously a physical injury is different than a mental injury, but, uh, you know, they still, you know, take away from something. So I, again, I was just, when I threw out that part, it was more or less just saying, okay, I can see parts and I could hear what people are saying. However, they don't always say it in the right way. And it's probably because of the fact that they're just blind to acknowledging that mental health is an injury. You know, it is something that, could potentially cause you to physically injure yourself because if your mind's not in it, especially in a sport like gymnastics where they're you know flying off of things and flopping all around and spinning in the air. I mean, I I've, I get the twisties just watching it, let alone you know <laughs> like so. You know, I I you know I get it and I 100% support her decision. Um, and I think people need to start understanding that mental health can be just as much of a hindrance to an athlete as a physical, you know, ailment of some sort or a, an injury, like a physical injury. And that, that, that's what needs to change in the mind frame of those who are making these comments and, you know, not understanding that kind of pressure. Speaking of comments. So there are, there have been a few people who have come out publicly and, and, and said comments about what has happened. Uh, one of those is uh, Charlie's, Charlie Kirk said that Simone Biles is selfish and a sociopath and a shame to the country. Uh, he said, we're raising a generation of weak people like Simone Biles. So here, here's what I think about that. Number one, Charlie Kirk is a dickhead. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you when I say I don't even know who that is because. <laughs> but he's. Um, yeah he's he's, a, he's really uh, uber he's really uber conservative okay okay 
that so, doesn't so surprise we'll me. just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. So he says that. He says, Simone Biles just showed the rest of the nation that when things get tough, you shatter into a million pieces. Here's my question. What's the difference between mental health of an athlete and mental health of somebody else? Because you have a lot of people out there that, are, that will bang the drum. And, and, and I, I'm one of them because I've, I've had a friend of mine deal with this, is mm -hmm. mental health in soldiers when they come back. Mm -hmm. And how we have a, a problem where soldiers are committing suicide. They are. Uh, they absolutely are. When they come back from the war. So not once have I heard anybody go, and they're a bunch of pussies. They, mm -hmm. they're, they're a soldier. They need to stand up and, you know, man up. and, yeah. and, and it's what they signed so up to we, do. Yeah. Yeah, they signed up for it. Right. Yeah, yeah they signed up for, to do that. They mm -hmm. signed up for that. Okay. They did. They did sign up for that. However, they did not sign up for a country to bring them back and not give them any help, though. Either. Right. You know, and that's happened. That, that absolutely has happened. Um, but what why why do we defend one and criticize another it's mental health right mm -hmm. so so we're we're bashing Simone Biles because yeah she's an athlete okay but there's so much other pressure on her you mm -hmm. know to compete uh Graham Allen who uh, if you get a chance to look up Graham Allen on Facebook uh if you can get past the whole share this post like this post because the Facebook algorithms are gonna take this down not once if one of his videos has been taken down. I wish the Facebook algorithm would actually catch up to him. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, he's actually running for Senate in South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But he says that Simone Biles is weak and that she owes the United States that gold medal. She owes it to the United States to compete and win the gold medal. And then whenever Team USA came out and said, we don't owe anybody anything, he went, no. It is your duty as a athlete on Team USA. You owe it to the United States to win a gold medal. You owe it to us. Calm down, Stalin. You know, <laughs> right, right. Like, but here and here's my thing. Graham Allen is a veteran, so somebody asked him this. Well, didn't you owe it to us as a veteran to stay in the service and stay overseas until all the wars were over? Yeah. Like, we still have soldiers overseas, bud, so why aren't you still over there? Mm -hmm. You should still be over there. Then, then people are like, well, he, he served his time. Yeah, but he took an oath. He owes it to, he owes it mm -hmm. to me as an American yeah. to end that war. He owes it to me if, that, if we're going off of his thinking. But that's just not the case. You know, it's not the case. You, mm -hmm. It's one of those things where you can't see the forest for the trees. You know, and does Team USA owe anybody? Anything? No. The only thing that they owe is it to themselves to compete to the best of their ability. You know, but you have all these people also commenting. You don't think that that's affected Simone Biles as well? Mm -hmm. You know, and now not only Simone Biles, but you're attacking Team USA. You don't think it's affected them? Mm -hmm. You know, just calm down, Skippy. It's not, they're not over there in combat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, we don't we don't like earn another part of the world because we won the Olympics. Like, oh, we get this land now. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. we get Turkey. You know, yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. 
I, yeah. I, you know, I just feel like um, people just have a real tough time with separating themselves from what true patriotism should be and how we are reflecting that, especially right now, right? Coming out of this pandemic, people are jonesing for us to get back together as a country. And they know that there's going to be some bumpy roads along. And then things like this happen. And you have these politicians who, you know what? It, it's probably the same dude that says, LeBron James, whomever, shut your face. You don't know anything about politics. So just be quiet. Get off your soapbox. Just play basketball. Yeah. Well, you know what? They, at this point, should all come back and say, shut your face. You don't know anything about being an athlete. And (laughs) get off your soapbox. Absolutely. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. However, there has to be some kind of middle ground somewhere. And we're having real problems with finding it sometimes. And uh, there's very few of us that can see that middle ground and survive in it. And that's concerning because it's either one way or the other. It's, it's, you know, you're far left, you're far right. It's tough to find those, those middle ground people. The middle ground is very muddy right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, you know, either, either you see things my way or you're wrong. Right. And I think we, we said this last night, there's no issue with having a conversation we need to have a conversation, not a confrontation. Right. Right. That, it, it, it's exactly like that. You know, I don't. I texted myself. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, we can talk and be civil with each other without saying, well, you feel that way because you're a Democrat. Uh-huh. Or you feel that way because you're one of them Republicans or you're a libtard. I'm Jude. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm allowed to have my own opinions. Like, and, and, a friend of mine said this, and I and I say this all the time. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And some of them stink more than others, and other ones are shitty. Pretty much, you know. It you're allowed to have your own opinion. By all means, have your own opinion. I have my opinion on things. Doesn't make me right. Doesn't make you wrong. It's it's the American well, not the American way, but it's the human way. You know, I, I don't know if anybody doesn't have an opinion, and if you don't have an opinion, you're are wrong. You know, that's the only time you're wrong is when you don't have an opinion, period. I think people you know? hide it. They don't share it because they're afraid of the judgment or backlash about it. Like, sometimes I'm that way. Like, and if I'm not around people that I don't trust, I can share my opinion with. I don't share it. I don't do the. Right. I don't talk about this kind of stuff at work because while well, they ask us not to. Plus, it's, it's ahead, a touchy yeah. subject, you know. This period of time is crazy. Uh, you have and we'd all be lying because we all experience it. You're not alone, Tim. You're hesitant to share your opinion outside of your safe circle of people uh, for fear of negative backlash or criticism or hatred or ugliness. Or it's just, mm-hmm. people, are, people are going nuts right now, man. The world is just acting so ugly toward one another, you know? And you said you had brought up patriotism, you know, and how how people maybe that think they're going about things in the right way really aren't. I, I think it really starts at a, you know, the most basic level of just maybe being kind to one another, you know, <laughs> I think maybe start there. Uh, but like, you know, like you said about the, the middle ground being so muddied right now, it's either, you know, 
you agree with me or I hate you. Or, you know, your opinion is, is the same as my opinion or it sucks and it's wrong. And yeah, yeah, it's out and, of control. And that in itself is, I think, causing a lot of these mental health issues that are just coming out of the woodwork now. You know, we've come out of a sure. year, last year and a half of being, you know, basically locked up in your house. Everything's reopening at such a fast pace and kind of trying to jump back in as quickly as possible. And people aren't dealing well with it. And we're starting to see that even now with our athletes and, you know. Well, well I don't think also, I don't, I don't think it helped that there was, everybody was locked up. Yeah. You know, you're, you're at home and now you're, you're, you're at home alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's what I mean. We've been, for so long, do you think we've forgotten how to act together, like as a society? Because right. we're not doing great. <laughs> well, the other thing is too is people right now, because they have been alone with their own thoughts, they're afraid to get out. You know, there's there's a fear there of, man, I haven't been around these people, or I haven't around been around friends, coworkers, anything like that for months now. And now there's a fear of what, what do I say? What do I do? You know, we, we, we were locked up during the election, you know, so now you get all everybody together, you get all these different opinions together. Mm-hmm. And as much as people say, well, I don't like to talk about politics. It comes up, it comes up and, uh, and you're like, man, what do I say? And then the anxiety kicks in of, I don't know what to say, or I'm afraid to say something. Mm-hmm. in fear of offending somebody or making somebody mad or you know stuff like that i don't know why people it, like me avoided political conversations during that period of time like the plague <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know what you know if you told people you you supported one side they hated you if you told other people you supported the other side they hated you and, and then they, and then you had your own side hating you sometimes because you well, yeah. you didn't follow party lines or you didn't follow the agenda that everybody feels like I, I, I have my own opinions. It does it follow my party's lines? Not everything that I believe in, you know, but it's different for me because I'll speak my mind. I don't give a shit, you mm-hmm. know, but that's me. That's not everybody else. Everybody else isn't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and it's hard. It was hard on people. Because things are opening back up, but now, you know, you have this Delta variant that's out there and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's fear that they're going to close down the country. And then you have these quote, quote, patriots, (laughs) patriots that uh, say, well, you ain't shut down the country this time because we got guns. Yeah. All right, Skippy, calm down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it. And again. It's, it goes back to the, well, they owe that gold medal to us. Well, don't you owe it to your fellow Americans to protect your fellow Americans? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I can twist that. I can twist that whole you owe thing all day long. Uh-huh. You know, if you're going to bring it up, here's the thing. If you're going to bring it up and you're going to stand behind it, be ready to defend it because it's going to come up. And, and, you know, if you're saying one person owes this, and then you don't owe it to another person. You're a hypocrite. I think we all owe it to each other, you know, just as people to be decent, period. You know, uh, spreading all this animosity and angst and, and fear and hate and ugliness. And you're waving the American flag thinking that, you know, you're the savior of the masses uh, and you're supporting America. this great justice. 
America, Team America, you know. And uh, the rest of the world is looking on and and laughing. laughing We're the laughing. We are the laughing stocks of the world right now. We absolutely are. And before anybody thinks it, don't say, "Oh, you're the laughing stocks because of your president." We were the laughing stocks on the last president. We were the laughing stocks on the president before that. And the president before that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been laughing stocks for a long time, folks. I hate to say that. Yeah. People yeah. point at America and go, them assholes don't got any of their shit together. And we don't. We absolutely don't. If you ever get a chance, there's a video on there of, on YouTube of why America is not the greatest country in the world. I've shared uh, it to my Facebook a, post. And it a, is from with Jeff Daniels and he does a bit. Uh it, look it up on YouTube, Jeff Daniels, you know, why is America not the greatest country in the world anymore? It is the most real, hard hitting, honest, awesome four minutes you will ever freaking spend. I promise. Absolutely. And he nails it on the head too, as to why we are and like he, he says, you're not information. It's just facts. Yeah, you know, and and he says America is not so so star spangled special, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. We are not the greatest country in the world. And everybody's like, "Well, you're free." And in the video, he's like, "Yeah, we're free, but so are all these other countries." Mm-hmm. You know, does it make us? You know, we're not the only ones that are free, folks. Newsflash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know that this and in general is something we could easily talk about again somewhere down the line because uh that you know could easily become another subject um america yeah just just yeah politics america that's easy you know easily something we could discuss um maybe next week yeah maybe yeah Yeah. well i mean so back to simone biles uh personally my opinion is uh you know i applaud her for her decision and i hope that she finds whatever peace she needs to find and she doesn't listen to these haters that are out there and just throwing negativity in her way just because they're butthurt over the fact that we're not going to get another gold medal. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you listen to some of her interviews that she's done, you know, and they, they have been brutal with asking her questions about it, about, well, how's your mental health? What's wrong with your mental health? What, what are the issues that you have with your mental health? have you had these mental health issues and she has just skirted it mm-hmm. you know and, and she's took she's taken it back to yeah yeah i hear you but my team yeah you know so yeah. she and, and they keep grinding her about it and it's like you don't think that that's a problem as well mm-hmm. like you know mediums blowing it out of proportion because they want a story instead of focusing on who's left and her support for that team that's there and all of her sponsors have come out and made uh, remarks and statements saying, we support her decision. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, oh, her, her, her sponsors are going to drop her so fast because they're not making money off of her name. And every one of them said, you made the right decision. She's still on camera, by the way. Anytime that they've been there, they show her cheering her team on because she is a leader. And it right. takes a true leader to come out and to say that, hey, I'm having a problem, you know. Right. It's awesome that she, you know, is open and honest about it. You know, and like I said, she hasn't shared details or anything, but I don't think she should. Or I don't think she should feel the need to, rather. Uh, but just the fact alone that she opened up about it and and went public with it and said, I'm not okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Here's here's the question though is here's this question. And and this was asked on on another page is would it would have would it have been better if they would have found her in her hotel room dead? That's a big no. <laughs> right. But like people ask that, what would would your opinion be different then? Would now all of a sudden you be worried about mental health because she's gone? Then it would be people that, oh, why didn't she reach out? Oh, I wish she would have said something. Oh, wish she would have said, something. yeah, wish she would have went to her people, wish she would have said something, wish she would have wish she would have withdrawn from the Olympics. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Can't please everyone. And you're always, you're always gonna have this always. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean. on a personal level what are our i don't want to i don't you know obviously we don't want to talk names things like that because that's not what we're here to do but just experiences feelings how you know you approach it things like that what what's like what's your method because I, I mean if from my point of view like I said, I'm not super educated on it. Like I, I get it. I understand it. And I know it's a real thing. Um, but like, I don't get like when anxiety, I'm not an anxious person that like the normal things like, Oh, I'm starting a new job or, you know, Oh, I really want to win the super bowl. You know, <laughs> just dumb little things like that. And I know that, that there's a, a bigger thing to that. Like a lot of people like legit can't move at times. They won't want to leave their home because of it. And I don't know what that's like. And I don't, I've never experienced that. Well, At so least that I can notice. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, though, for cer certain people, um, and I'm glad, by the way, that you have never experienced that. I would never wish that upon anybody. Uh, uh, to, you know, it's good that you've never had to deal with that on that kind of level because it can be literally crippling to the, to the point where you can't even get out of bed, you know, and, yeah. and it's, a horrible horrible thing that, that really diminishes your quality of life and you know i don't think it's so much that people don't respect that it's that a lot of people have never experienced that so they can't they can't fathom you know what what going through that is like a lot of people are you know i'll shake it off you know or, you'll be all right no it, it doesn't work that way mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean um, um i went i went through stuff like when my dad passed away, mm -hmm. um, it, it got, it got bad for me, you know, cause my, my dad was everything to me, you know? Um, but I, I went into a really dark place. Um, I was drinking, I was drinking a fifth of alcohol a day. Uh, my wife would come home from work and I was already gone, gone drunk, um, and had bad, bad feelings, bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people don't know that you know um but it, I'll, I'll tell you now if it wasn't for my wife i wouldn't be here mm -hmm. you know if it wasn't for my kids i wouldn't be here um because that was that was a really hard time for me you know my my dad was everything for me and i mean tim you were you were there whenever my dad passed away you mm -hmm. know and and you were you were another person that was there for me you know and if i needed to talk to somebody i, I could talk Mm -hmm. you know you were there um but i had i had a group of people and a group of friends around me that were there for me you know and, and like i said god bless my wife because without her i don't know where i'd be um but there are people out there that don't have that 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's people out there that don't have that circle. They don't have those friends. They don't have that support system. And they just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's when a lot of people make, you know, make the ultimate decision to, to, to end their life, you know? And there are people, it, it, it kills me that there's people out there that say, well, they chose the easy way. Do you understand how, if it's, if, here's the thing, if that, if, if that, yeah. If that decision's so easy, do me a favor, climb out the window of your second or third floor house and jump out the window real quick. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to do. Just go ahead and do that real quick. If it's so easy, just go ahead and do that. It's not an easy decision. Mind, right. The state of mind that you have to be in, uh, the emotions and the pain and the, the, the racing thoughts and whatever you're experiencing in that moment in time to be able to make that decision, I think a lot of times people don't people don't take that into consideration you know you imagine what that person would have been going through in their head in that moment to make a decision like that and you call them a coward you know you, you say they took the easy way out you know in, in that moment in time you're not thinking about you know oh, i can't believe they would do that to this person in their life or that person or you know they weren't thinking about that and then in that moment they were they were unable to think about anything but the incredible amount of pain that they were in and the only solution that they could think of in that moment to get rid of it period yeah right and and i'm ashamed to say that you know there have been times where before i i was a little bit older and a little bit wiser on things that i would say well i don't understand why they try to commit suicide they have kids they have a wife why weren't they thinking about that right but then i thought about it you know they got to a point where even that didn't matter. Like you're, you're, you're so deep into it that even your family isn't stopping you or isn't changing your mind, you know? And, and, and that just goes to show you how, right. Yeah, right. If you're not the mind, you don't think about that kind of shit. You don't see it that way from that perspective. Yeah. Right. And it just shows you that how, how deep mental health can get. Mm-hmm. to where even that doesn't matter like i'm thank god thank god above thank my dad um that i didn't get to that point you know my wife pulled me out of that my kids pulled me out of that you know my wife came home one day and she told me straight to my face she's like i'm telling you now if you don't change your ways you're going to die and you know it, it it was a slap in the face it's what i needed but i was i wasn't as far gone as some people are you know to where it pulled me out some people can't be pulled out mm-hmm. you know it just yeah. it, it whew, i can't imagine I, I i can't pretend that i imagine either you know all right everyone and there we go we have part one of this episode the simone biles and mental health episode hopefully uh you're seeing that we all have different outlooks uh, different experiences and um you know we really talk about how we feel with this specific issue um you will see that again in episode two of this or part two of this uh we'll continue to share we'll share some some personal experiences and feelings um we'll we'll get educated a little bit because uh you know not all of us has the same thing has the same experience and, and you might find some surprises uh in the end as well 
about how we deal or maybe what we do know and what we do we know what we do know so uh, we look forward to dropping part two of this on Friday August 13th yes Friday the 13th <laughs> all right so um, one last thing before I go I know we have mentioned this number multiple times throughout the episode or in the beginning of the episode, but we want to make sure that everybody has it just in case. So if you or someone you know is going through a tough time and you feel that they may need to get in touch with someone that can help um, before something happens that uh, we would all um, regret in the end, please make sure you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 800 800- Two seven three eight two five five. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and thanks again for listening. Please remember that you can always visit us at the Facebook site for Beards and Bros podcast, as well as uh, a website that I have put a link into the uh, information for the episode itself. Um, you can go there; it'll link you to all the different places you can listen to the episode. As well as you can email us at beards beardbrospod at gmail.com. So again, beardbrospod at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week with the continuation of Simone Biles and the Mental Health Part 2.